Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. So what do you do if your family does not like healthy food? And who can blame them? We've probably exposed them to all kinds of cardboard and Weed like lettuces that taste bitter and aren't very tasty. So they have a little post-traumatic diet syndrome. And so the introduction of quote-unquote healthy food could send them running for the hills. Well, we have a great question from Leisha. And Leisha says, I struggle with cooking for my family and all the things they love and then cooking for me and staying out of theirs. Little bites defeat me when I'm cleaning the kitchen. Oh boy, food prep for me was a real challenge, Leisha. And of course, cleanup is a challenge as well because you're sort of faced with all those leftovers that maybe you wish you'd had. And so I want to give you a couple of suggestions to work with when it comes to your family having different food preferences than you, or shall I say different dietary strategies, right? Family tends to eat whatever they want and it tends to be a little bit less healthy and you're trying to follow a healthy eating plan. How do these two reconcile? So the first thing I would suggest is to really put on those realistic glasses. Imagine your best friend, your niece, your daughter, if she's older, imagine her in the same situation now or years from now, how would you advise her? Would you tell her to sit down in front of her steamed broccoli and grilled chicken while her family eats macaroni and cheese and steak? Like if that's her favorite meal and she's not participating, it doesn't feel like a really nice thing to do. So is it realistic to expect yourself not to eat any of the food that they have, even though you really like it, and then to not eat any of it while you clean up? I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Everybody's individual. And so I'm gonna give some suggestions that may or may not fit for you, and it's totally fine. I love throwing out ideas, and then you use the Holy Spirit within you the piece that surpasses understanding to guide your steps throughout the day. So first of all, we start out with those realistic expectations. And then how do we apply those realistic expectations? You want to enjoy some of the foods, but you don't want to overeat them, or maybe you want to prioritize your health. Well, what is the in-between? Would it be possible for you to enjoy a small portion of what your family's having and then sort of dilute the more caloric dense meal with a side of hefty vegetables? And maybe that is your dinner strategy. You know, breakfast and lunch, you may aim for something a little more whole food based, a little more nourishing, something that feels like a good fit for you. But the nighttime, you may want to enjoy the meal with your family and you have a portion of what they're served and then you have a portion of vegetables and you count it as good. See, one of my favorite strategies is marrying our wants with our wisdom. If we followed our wants, our fleshly wants all the time, well, we'd all be drowning in brownie batter, right? But when we follow our wants filtered through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, there's some really smart choices that live within that context. For example, if your family's having that macaroni and cheese and that steak, 
and you know that you really enjoy it, but if that's all you had for dinner, you would feel awful. You'd feel very like weighed down and it may not settle well with your belly or you'd just be too full. So wisdom says, why don't you have a small portion of those items and then have a great salad to go along with it? Not only will you enjoy the food that you made for your family mindfully and savor it because it's a smaller portion. We tend to savor smaller portions, but then you're going to feel really good about getting those vitamins and minerals and fiber that came with the salad. So can you find the happy medium? And that it would be a really great place to start. Another thing you could do is to ask your family, where are some ways that you could make over the meals just a little bit? For example, if they're doing white pasta, would they be open to the banza like garbanzo bean pasta? That's really good. Or Barilla makes a protein plus pasta. It's got some more added fiber and some protein in it. You actually can't tell the difference on that one. Would they be open to some of those ideas? If you're making burgers, could you swap out some turkey burgers or lean beef or maybe make some additional vegetables to put on top of those? If you're making taco salads or tacos for the family, they could have tacos and you could have a salad. That's one of the strategies that I found most helpful in my own life is often switching out some of the more calorically dense items in the meal that my family enjoys and needs because they're growing and active people with some vegetables. So they have their pasta. I might have a smaller side of pasta with some spaghetti squash or some zucchini noodles mixed in. They could be having bowls with different grains and beans and potatoes in it. Well, I'm going to put more vegetables in mine. So we're still enjoying the same meal. And yet I'm also honoring my goals by finding more of those proteins and veggies while also getting a healthy serving of carbohydrates. The final strategy that I would like to offer is something that's been really helpful for me. It's called braiding your food. <laughs> this is a wonderful way to sort of refine what you're having without feeling deprived. So think about the sort of rich foods, the desserts that you've eaten over the last week or two weeks. On a scale of one to 10, like one being eh, not really, or even being terrible, and 10 being like, that's the best thing I ever ate. I'm going to post pictures all over social media. Between 1 and 10, where did those desserts, treats, rich foods fall on the spectrum? For the most part, kind of eating in that 4, 5 range. Maybe sometimes we get a 6. Sometimes maybe we have a 2. Sometimes it's an 8. What would happen if when something is eaten for the taste value, for the connection with family, for the experience value... What would happen if you sort of up the ante on those and you chose from the higher end of the spectrum? Dessert is the best example I can think of. If I'm going for an Oreo and I think, ah, kind of like a four, like it's not that tasty. I'm going to skip it. I'm going to wait until I can get some chocolate cake that's like an eight or nine on the scale. I skipped the additional dessert, but I actually don't feel bad because I'm saving the room in my belly for something more incredible. In fact, passing on some par food is a really deprivation at all. In fact, you're no longer depriving yourself of your goals as you're giving yourself more room to eat healthy food and to feel really, really good. So that's the final strategy that I would have for you, Alicia, as you're looking at the way that your family eats. We talked about really starting out with realistic expectations, looking at having a meal that may include some of what they have while also altering yours to include some more vegetables or leaner proteins. You could also consider making over the meals just a wee bit so they feel a little bit better about eating them. 
And finally, I spoke about rating your food, really picking the best items there and leaving the rest and not feeling bad about leaving them behind. Because when you bring the Lord into every area of your life, well, it changes everything. Oh, and P.S. If you're struggling to put the Lord before your weight loss goals, oh, sister, you are not alone. I spent years so afraid to yield my weight and my body to God because I thought he'd want me to be unhappy in my own skin or to be honest, overweight. But the reality is, is that God wants you to be comfortable and confident in him. And he wants to be first in your life. That's why today I want to share the Overcoming Weight Loss Idols worksheet with you. In this simple four-page little workbook, you're going to be asked some questions that really get to the heart of the matter so that you can put God before the scale so that your goals can be a result of your relationship with him rather than being focused on the scale. Doesn't that sound like what he would want? I believe that's what he wants for you. So be sure to download it and dive in today. Oh, just one more thing. If you have a moment, could you please, pretty please, with a sprinkle on top, go and leave us a podcast rate and review? When you do that, it's like sprinkling a special podcast fairy dust on the grace-filled Food Freedom Podcast. It lets Apple and all the other podcast apps know that this is a very helpful, very relevant podcast, and it will show it to lots more women just like you, women who need hope and need food freedom. Do you mind? Awesome. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six-month deep dive, start-to-finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.